Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of the Fitness Umbrella with myself Andre Dierno. How are we all doing? So I'm currently recording this episode in my back garden. Uh, it's a beautiful summer's day in England and uh, my wife has taken my children down to the beach. So I thought, do you know what, I've got a bit of peace and quiet in the back garden. We've just had some new turf laid got some new decking and some new chairs so I'm just going to chill out drop another podcast for you guys and today I want to cover the subject or the title of personal development story and I'm going to be going through and discussing and then also inviting onto this episode Ryan King from RK Fitness Ryan King is a personal trainer, which is based out of FIVO in Andover. And my aim and intentions today are to really just go through and give you his story of personal development and what he's achieved and how he got into the industry and how he's become a personal trainer, his current practices, what he's currently up to and what his plans are for the future. So if we have an A side and a B side to this podcast. The A side is just going to be me giving a bit of a backstory and then we will be back with you on the B side where I'll be inviting Ryan on, doing a little interview with him and just having a bit of fun with it, asking him a few questions and then allowing him to just add to uh, the story that I'm about to tell. So first and foremost, I've titled this podcast The Personal Development Story because in a lot of my podcasts, I'm still, you know, I I do apologise if I've kind of repeated this, you know, because I, I know I have many times before, but I'm still kind of figuring out which direction I'm going with these podcasts. And like anything in life, you've kind of got to just practice and, and get up and go. The I've titled the podcast The Fitness Umbrella uh, because I want to be able to discuss and discover anything under the umbrella of fitness. Obviously, I'm doing a lot about personal training and my clients, and I do a lot on my podcast in terms of just updates with with what I'm doing, my uh, personal training practice, uh, personal things I do in my private life. Uh, And then I also do uh, personal development um, podcasts. And in real life, I've ran personal development days, masterminds, seminars, events, coffee mornings, all sorts of stuff, which is, again, just under the umbrella of helping to develop people, develop their personal training businesses. Um, It's something that really, which I I believe like a lot of good things in life, is something that I do it because I enjoy doing it. And in doing it and practicing it, obviously, I've learned more. And I've decided over the last two years to do more with it. And then this year, I've just taken a year out um, which later down the line uh, people will be told, know and understand why. But in taking time out, I've looked back on some of the people that I've worked with in terms of working with them at a close level to help develop their business and people that I've worked with that I've developed over the last 12 to 24 months. And that brings me to Ryan, um, Mr. King from RK Fitness. So 
this is where I kind of really want to start and just tell his story and, and tell you guys what we've done, what we've been up to. Some some people listening to this will be working with Ryan now. Um, some people in my local area in and around Andover, Hampshire, uh, could potentially, uh, after listening to this podcast, consider maybe contacting Ryan and, and using Ryan for his services. Um, but yeah, basically just sit back chill listen to this story because it's an absolute fantastic story and hopefully you'll find this interesting so ryan come to me uh from college he was in a local college and i've had a relationship with the college over many years including doing work for the college um, particularly back around 2012 time and when i opened my fitness facility five years ago uh, we always needed um, like level two gym instructors to maybe come and do desk hours, what we call desk hours in the industry, basically just to cover the reception, do a bit of cleaning around the gym, some basic gym instruction, um, instructing, um, and just to help out. And I could never offer anything major. It was only like a, a casual placement, Friday evenings, Saturdays. And originally I was looking to take uh, people on just to allow me to have a break because at the time in the first 24 months of the business where it was so raw, um, I was literally working seven days a week and around the clock. So we went through um, three, maybe four off the top of my head, different uh, young lads that come in with their level twos, first aid, um, got them into the gym, got them insured, inducted them, showed them around the gym and away they went. And it kind of never really worked out. I think when you own a business, and again, the appreciation of the different people that be listening to this today, if you are listening as a business owner, you know, when you own a business, it's very difficult to get people to do things the way you like it done and to your standards. And that wasn't really an issue. It was just the, the, the sheer fact that I'd been let down a few times. I'd taken on, uh, you know, young lads that are not quite mature, um, they were more about the training and the look um, and thinking it was an easy ride. And, um, you know, it, it pains me to say it, but a lot of guys that kind of wanted something for nothing. And it kind of left a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth. I kind of felt a little bit left down. I thought, you know, is this what it's really about? Like, you know, I'm kind of paying these guys and paying them well. They've got good working conditions. I'm very fair as as a human being, as a person. Um, and basically just felt like they'd taken the piss. So I kind of, at one stage, was looking at maybe changing the whole operation of the gym and the way we were doing things. Uh, and anyway, one of my main contacts at the time had currently left the local college to work um, on the Board of Education. He'd taken a higher uh, job role in central London. So I didn't have the contacts, but I remember um, having one guy that I'd got on down there, got on with pretty well from down at the local college. And I called him up and said, look, you know, potentially looking for somebody to come in and help out. Do you do you have anyone? And he referred Ryan straight away and said, you know, I've got this guy, he's really passionate. He, he loves his training. And in my mind at the time, I was kind of like, yep, yeah, I've heard all of this like all before but absolutely no problem, just send him my way. You know, we we need some cover for hours. I've got holidays and stuff coming up. Um, I'd been left in the shit a little bit with it. So it's like, yep, send the guy up, um, you know, please send him my way. So Ryan come up and on first impressions, um, just everything, you know, as an employer, 
uh, particularly in the fitness industry, everything that you would want and be looking for. So he was just quite a quiet, shy guy, which I kind of liked because I thought, well, I can teach him my ways and, you know, he's not coming in like overconfident. Um, he's not too cocksure of himself. And he was extremely polite. Um, and he had a nice aura about him, which that speaks volumes and goes a long way. So whatever you want to call it, the X factor, just his nature, his way of being, um, he had a really nice aura about him. So we didn't mess around at all. Um, it was almost like he come up for an informal chat and on the day it almost turned into me kind of inducting him uh, into the gym and showing him what the, the sort of expectations would be from me and what his job roles would be. And we kind of ran through it all. And what I was able to do is learn from my mistakes in the past and write up uh, official job roles and responsibilities. And we got a contract of agreement and everything uh, arranged. And it led to me meeting uh, Ryan's family. He's only a young guy. Um, we had concerns about how he was going to get to or from work, but we kind of arranged that. And um, he wasn't driving at the time. I think he was skateboarding. Uh, but anyway, he basically took the position and it was, you know, everything was absolutely fine. It was really, really good. He, we had his, you know, he's doing some basic gym instructing. Um, we had no problem getting to and from work. Um, and everything worked really well. He was a great help to me. And at the time, I guess, and for, for the day, for the purpose of the story, I guess I probably really didn't know, uh, what I'd kind of had, um, which was, a, a young guy who was extremely passionate, um, very, very mature for his age, um, and just really well read. You know, I would try to nurture him, nurture him into my ways and behaviours and beliefs and give him reading to do and research to do, um, just from, you know, whatever it may be, something as small as, uh, you know, music to, to structure a class or a circuit session with, um, from old books that I had had that I could hand down to him or places I could direct him to get a greater level of knowledge, whatever it may be. Um, and he was just really, really good. And, and the big thing with him is he had a great character, a great personality. He's open-minded and willing to learn. So a little bit of time went by and I've decided, do you know what? Like, we need to get this guy qualified as a personal trainer because very, very similar to me, lots of similarities to me. He's in a level two position working in the gym, but he's almost personal training people with the level of care and attention to detail uh, and how much time he was spending with people and the level of program writing he was doing. And it's like, well, you want to keep this guy, you want to retain him. Let's get him at a level three because you know, that's where the real money can be made for him. And it's also a good way for me to retain him and keep him within my business. So I was a little bit skeptical because of the backstory of being let down by people. But I kind of met Ryan halfway. And I said, we're do a 60-40 um, split on the course where I think I covered 40% of the course fee. Uh, with the agreement that he would give me two years of service once he's fully qualified as a, a PT. So away Ryan went, he got himself qualified. We started um, building and marketing him in what we believe would be the right way. And he took on two, three clients. A couple of the clients that he took on were 
clients that had originally worked with me that I had I wouldn't like to say handed down because I, I don't think that's very respectful for the clients but they were clients that I felt would probably take more from working with Ryan um, and the time that he's got and how interested and how detailed he was with um, certain areas of training like gaining muscle um, these clients would be more suited for him where he's at his stage rather than work with me so we give uh, a couple of clients to Ryan and the best thing Ryan done and again as I said uh, as long-winded as it was at the beginning of the podcast if you're listening because you listen to my podcasts as a personal trainer aspiring personal trainer this is where you need to take some notes because the best thing ryan done were two main things number one he got exceedingly good results with his clients um and it's not even about super fast time i'm actually a believer of getting your results with clients over a longer stretch of time because i think it's more sustainable but that's for another day. He got good results in pretty good time. And he was just very, very personal. Exactly what it says on the tin. Uh, he would go the extra mile. He would pay attention to detail. He was always willing to help out. Always willing to stay five minutes at the end of a session. Always willing to email clients late at night. Um, and it really spoke for itself because you could actually see within the gym and you can now to this day what type of relationship Ryan has with these clients because they're more than just clients. They're almost part of his life. He's part of their life. They bring him in goodies. Um, you know, there's like off the top of my head, like one of his clients, if he does an order online for supplements, he'll buy Ryan some supplements as a thank you on top of his personal training agreement. Uh, because you know he's done a fantastic job, and these these people really really value uh, Ryan to this day because of the amount of work he puts in and the level of results he's getting with them. Remember, from the personal trainer's point of view, it is a very very blessed position to be in when you're working with people daily. Normally, it's the most exciting time of their day. You're adding value to their life. You're changing them for the better. Um, it is a fantastic position to be in. From the client's point of view, if you can appreciate some young lad, fresh out of PT school, worked with him for a particular amount of time, and he's almost changed your life. So again, results in the personal training game are key. Uh, and a little thing that I've started to say and started to go by is the whole show me. You know, let's not talk about it. Show me. Whatever your background whatever industry you know show me make your actions louder so that was kind of like uh where ryan was in terms of his personal training and then it was like right okay if that was working in phases phase one was bringing him in phase two was qualifying him and giving him some clients to work with and then phase three which is probably where we're at now is all about how we build a business for Ryan, how how we make this a bulletproof business, how we put systems in place, how we give him personal development because he you know he's a, he went from 16, 17, 18, he's only 18 years old, right? How 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 do we give him some personal development when he's got a full client base to the point where physiologically he is struggling to fit any more um into into the day? Uh, he's got cover 
on group exercise and boot camp sessions in in three different sites. Uh, he still covers um, gym hours for me. He's got his personal training clients. And then something I'd lead on to talk about when we bring him on shortly is his own training and his own goals um, and his competitive background. So he's got a big uh, weight load to manage. Uh, uh, you know, he's playing with time. So we've had to make sure that we're doing personal development because he's still young. You know, there's still things that he wants to enjoy. We still have to, you know, take into account and consider his biological age. Um, and you know the fact that as much as it's great which is a lot of what we've worked on recently as much as it's great him being this successful prospering uh, popular personal trainer uh, we've also got to make sure that he still needs to enjoy things in life and takes time out and he rests and he recovers Um, and that's something that we've been working on from a business point of view it's just making sure with everything uh, that I put my name to in life, we do it the right way, you know, making sure that he's got a system to log and record his client's progress, making sure that he had the right accountant to help him out, um, making sure his invoicing is bulletproof, making sure that he can still uh, maintain the level of service that got him to where he is now um, and not let it drop off with the increase in workload. Um, making sure that he, again, he's taking time out to recharge his own batteries, uh, questioning him about how he's structuring his days, how he's using his time, what he is doing in his downtime. Um, A massive one from personal and business development is making sure that, uh, which, which he never has, but for the record, but making sure he doesn't get too big for his boots and make sure that he's always has a gratitude strategy and a practice in place daily to say, you know, what I have achieved is fantastic and I've achieved that because I've worked so hard for that. Fair. But also keeping it top of the list or nearing the top of the list that you're very blessed and you've been given a big opportunity. And by comparison to myself, I went through the mill uh, on previous podcasts. I think I've told my story of cleaning shower traps and being messed around with hours and not in allowed to leave the gym to take a lunch break and all sorts of stuff in my career from starting out in gyms, health clubs and working my way up to private fitness, commercial fitness, corporate fitness before finally opening my gym. I really, really had to get in the trenches and earn my stripes. And in one respect, Ryan has massively done that because he's up early, he's home late, he's managing himself well. I'm giving him mentoring and helping him out with certain things to, to make sure that his process is slick and smooth and that everything is running how it should be. Uh, so in that respect, yeah, you know, he's earning his stripes, he's got in the trenches, but in other respects, you know, he has fast-tracked. He's 18 years old, um, he's learned to drive, he's got, I I wouldn't, you know, we're asking him shortly when we bring him on, but he's got probably 20-odd plus hours of personal training a week. He's travelling, you know, to different sites. He travels into Andover because he doesn't he doesn't live where we are based, so he has to travel in. He's got girlfriend and other commitments, so it's just making sure that we manage it and keep on top of the game. So, anyway, back to, uh, you know, staying on, on track with the podcast. I'm going to bring Ryan on. 
Um, I've done a, a quick 20-minute snippet there, so I'm going to bring Ryan on in part B, and hopefully we can have some fun with the podcast. But in terms of his development and in terms of like my story with it, under the umbrella of fitness, you know, what a story we've taken. In summary, we, we've taken this young guy out of college. He wanted to be a personal trainer. Um, he His family had doubts, which shortly we will talk about. And we've brought him into a private fitness facility. He's attended a coffee morning. He's attended a personal training mastermind. And he's had some mentoring month by month. And he's gone to easily 20 paid premium sessions of personal training a week. Potentially up to five group exercise sessions a week. As a self-employed personal trainer working with groups of children. Working with elderly. Working with rehabilitation clients. And working with the norm, the general public. And he's got a prospering business. His earnings are are really, really good, uh, particularly in line with his age and his level of experience. He's had a very smooth transitional um, period and a nice story to tell. And it's all credited to his hard work, his dedication, his commitment. And in, in myself building this podcast and making it interesting, I think it's time uh, we bring him on. We have a chat with him. So what's going to happen, guys, is when we return, we will be returning with part B with Ryan. And hopefully you won't have to hear me droning on. We can have a little bit of laugh, a little bit of fun. Let's chuck some questions at him. He doesn't know the structure of this podcast today himself, so uh, we're going to get him on and have some fun with it. Uh, I've told you about all his uh, greatness, um, but I do think it's time to wind him up a little bit, have a bit of banter, and uh, let's see where he's at in his personal training. We will be returning very shortly, guys. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Fitness Umbrella. We are back. This time, we are outside the gym, and it is, again, a beautiful sunny day. Uh, We're chilling. We've got some coffees from Starbucks, and we're just going to record this live. So you're going to hear cars and probably trains and all sorts going by. Um, I think that's the fun of doing these rough, rugged, and raw podcasts. And we're just sat in a couple of tractor tyres, and I am joined by none other than the man himself, Mr. RK Fitness. Ryan, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Yourself? All good, mate. Yeah, all good. Um, so, to fill you in, I'm not going to be too cruel to you, uh, there's a part A and part B to the podcast. So I've done a part A, which has really just gone through and explained your story, your story in the fitness industry, um, how you've developed as a personal trainer, what you're up to nowadays. Um, but what I want to do before we get deep into this is really just ask you, tell the tell the audience, what was your intro into personal training? Where have you come from? Uh, what have you done? What have you achieved? So intro to personal training more so happened at college. So started training in the leisure center, just going through day by day, waking up early, getting a session in, seeing everyone else, seeing people, seeing funny faces, 
Then uh, getting the day done, as soon as I did that, it was back in the gym again. And then eventually we had a taster day where I met um, none other Andre Dierno, you know, Mr. Andre Dierno of Fivo, which was fantastic. We um, sort of really hit it off on the first time we did it. You know, trained me, ruined my shoulders after that. I loved every minute of it. From there, uh, one of my lecturers said there's a little placement going up at Fever, and I was right on it. I took it open. Um, one of my big supporters, my grandpa, really told me to go for it and see what it was like. So I went for it and then I made a promise that I'd just uh, stick with it, see how far I can go with it um, and pursue other avenues as well as personal training, which is what I'm trying to do now. Fantastic. So obviously I done a little bit on this and I guess, yeah, well, it should run in line because that's pretty much exactly how it went. I can't remember the um, shoulder thing. What Did we do a training session together then? No, or? we did a little shoulder thing. You basically put me through a seated shoulder press. Right. Um, we did, we sat towards the machine, um, like a behind the neck press. You put me through 25 plus reps, um, paused, <laughs> um, then some um, pulses, some uh, partials, basically ruined me in one set and i loved every minute just a typical hypertrophy bodybuilding type yeah. so that's probably the only thing i missed out guys was um yeah i guess we done we had the uh connection made through the college and then we done a couple I, I think we both had a membership or both have a membership at the local leisure center and we met up a couple of times and i remember after a little while we'd done uh, weekly was it like a thursday or wednesday or a thursday we'd do a little session together so yeah just going back to part a where i was talking about development personal development um obviously aside's professional ryan loves his training i love my training we shared the gym floor many times together um so your personal training uh what age was it you started really so started I, personal training just before i turned 17 right before i turned 17 so i pulled you out of, you you'd finish your college and then we got you to do some um gym instructing and then post college we got you straight onto the pt course straight onto it um and then 18 you currently are 18 now 18 now. yeah so 18 years old now um so tell the tell the audience what what does your personal training practice look like for an 18 year old what have you achieved so 18 over the two years roughly that i've been doing this now i've currently achieved uh 35 clients um, every week, some of them doing twice a week. I love every single one that I PT. I think it's a big family that I have a community. I'm really, really pushing it on at Fivo. I've got boot camps. I've got my own personal abs class that I do. I do boot camps outside of Andover in Salisbury as well. Up early mornings, late evenings. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, I well, I in the part A, you guys remember me saying. I thought you had like 20 odd hours of PT. You got 35, how many hours a week? Of, 44. That's 44. 44 hours. 44 hours of PT a week. And then is that including the cover sessions you do for the gym and, or is that just? So no, that's not including them. So including them, probably looking at 46 maybe, at the worst case. 46 hours a week. Yeah. So you got a guy here, again, you know, sub point, which I didn't really touch on in the intro, but you've got a guy who's, you know, maybe, up to two years experience max 18 years of age travels in for, uh, to andover from sorry where is it i can't never so I live out towards amesbury way so everly yep. way so everly 30 minutes so a good 30 minute drive into andover every day operating out of a private gym where our footfall per week is probably 
around 300 odd people maybe give or take including the people that come in to use the gym other trainers clients massage therapist clients you know boot camps we probably have 300 odd people walking in and out and you've got an 18 year old qualified as a level three personal trainer first aid certified uh now c what's it called a crb CRB. yeah crb checked uh with 44 paid personal training sessions per week which effectively has been achieved in no more we we before we um as i come up to the gym today guys myself ryan and joe one of the other trainers had a chat and we uh come to the conclusion two and a half years you've been with us in total um all coming from gym instructing background into personal training you kind of touched on it already but like how's the personal training going and what does it look like for you on a day-to-day basis what's the average day look like so average day looking like waking up around seven getting in for nine if this is just for pt going right through normally nine till nine including a three-hour training session uh pt itself um anywhere between eight and 14 clients a day sometimes depending on the day plus boot camps as well they can add up wednesdays fridays thursdays tuesdays whichever day i choose to do or whatever day i'm given um so yeah the work uh the probably the biggest day that was most difficult for me was probably the 15 hour day i did not too long ago and that really really showed me what i could have done extra wow um do you think like with something just kind of triggered my mind quality then quality of sessions if you're doing that many sessions a day i'm a big believer obviously keeping the quality in sessions um normally i find seven or eight sessions in a day is probably like where my limit is uh, again, for, for the audience, you know, sometimes we might work 14, 15 hours in a day, but that's not back-to-back sessions. But what's your process or system for keeping yourself fresh then from client to client? Well, I, there's the simple process of every single client's a different face. It's a different story. It's a different conversation. I love every, like I said before earlier in the podcast, I love every single client that comes through the door. I treat everyone um, the same. You know, we have a chat. I remember every single one's story. You know, we go through it together, bring them in, have a nice little chat. Um, obviously, you know, real caffeinated most of the time. <laughs> Highly caffeinated, yeah. <laughs> Highly I was going to say, you'd be lying if you didn't mention <laughs> that somewhere along the line. Yeah. But again, just touching on the quality over the quantity, like not every single day is 15 hours. Like I do have two or three days that are, you know, like eight hours um, my work the Saturdays, I work Sundays as well just to get that one out there so 44 hours a week are split into 7 days um, but no big time quality is definitely more so than quantity, all the sessions are pre-written anyway so for example if I had a client come in and she was my last one of the day and it was 15 and I, I was getting tired, I would lie if I say I don't get tired um, the, the session is pre-written, I've just got to really focus on making sure I deliver it with 110% like I always do. No, spot on. I, I, For myself, like, I'm not doing as much personal training in this day and age, but I, I put my clients in the diary in the day where I have, like, little gaps between each client. Um, and again, I was listening to a podcast the other day with, with an actual friend of mine who says, even if it's just like a three minute gap or a five minute gap where you can just sort of take yourself in the back office, you know, refresh yourself, have a drink, 
man up, look at your session notes, look at the plan and then get back out on the gym floor. Um, but it is interesting how like each individual kind of deals with it in their own way. But again, I remember coming through the ranks and it's like the, the, the biggest thing you want is to be the most popular and most busiest trainer. But then when that kind of comes, dealing with it and managing it can be quite a difficult thing altogether. And again, as I said to you guys, apologise, train, train's just gone past. Uh, but yeah, as I said to you guys, you know, that's what I've been working on in Ryan's uh, personal and business development in terms of making sure that there's systems and strategies uh, in place to keep him fresh and not become ran down because you can get ran down if you're doing too much PT what do you do to keep yourself on top of your game in your private time so in my private time I spend a lot of time as I said before training that's a big one for me it's a big stress reliever I love it I make sure I give myself lots of time I normally come in in the mornings when it's nice and cool I got there's no one else in the gym I can think for myself and I just get in get it done love every minute in my personal time when I'm at home I see you know people like my girlfriend my friends my family spend lots of time with them just away from work away from it all switch off and then as soon as I get back home back on a little bit of admin you know I'm a big believer of um, you shouldn't waste a single minute of the day I think you know it's so good yeah. it's so so important like if you if you look at it this way every minute you have during the day the, the minute that's just gone by for example on this podcast that minute what you know what could you have done you know listen to this podcast now think to yourself what can I do now for every minute of the day so I don't waste one because you're never going to get those minutes back and that's probably the most important and best bit of advice I've ever heard but yeah mate you're 18 years old you've got such <laughs> such a cool calm head on young shoulders but no I I totally agree I think we're all kind of advocates of that like at the gym I think you know we all do work hard to make sure that you know I come in today guys and Ryan and Joe are in the gym Jim's immaculate them guys it's fantastic they're two young lads sat down brainstorming Ryan's on about uh, launching a new program Joe's program writing in the gym we're all talking shop and I've just sort of said you know there is never there never should be a wasted moment in the day you should always be focusing on working on something or bettering yourself in you know an area whatever it may be um, what have you learnt then? What would you say you've learnt in the two years of building yourself up to where you are now? A uh, big key one that I've learnt, major character change for me was um, patience. So coming into this, the worst thing for me was patience. Like just, you know, I was worried that I didn't have enough patience to do such and such, teaching a client this, teaching a client that. Um, in new deadlift, someone who's never entered a gym before, how do they deadlift, how do they squat, how do I go about it? And the best thing about it was the first time I did it, it came very naturally. Um, I think patience is key, especially in life, because nothing's handed to you on a silver platter. And if it is, it definitely shouldn't be. Um, just, you know, don't think I... Sorry guys, yeah, we got interrupted there uh, with a phone call. I'm recording off my device. Yeah, as you were, if you can remember, don't think... Yeah, don't think that I work every single minute of the day non-stop. You know, there are minutes in the day where I'm like, God, oh, what, you know, I feel a bit tired, I feel a bit this, feel a bit that. No one's perfect and I'm definitely far from it. But I think it's just um, a case of every day trying to work, uh, getting better than the day before, just trying to work a little bit harder, trying to do things you didn't do yesterday and then think about things you could do tomorrow and always thinking about the future and um, think of life like a, like a brick wall behind you. You can only move forward, you can't go back. It's good. It's... Um 
I like that. He's, okay. <laughs> You've got a good, good, uh, sensible head on young shoulders. But yeah, I do like that. Um, I want to, you know, I want to move this into, we could do a lot more on that, but I want to move this into, like, in my notes, and this moves nicely into, like, obviously you spoke about your downtime, about training. Tell the guys about, like, the competitive side of what you're doing right now. So at the moment, I'm currently training up for next year's British, European and World Championships um, amateur division. Of what? Um, of powerlifting. So at the, mo at the moment, I hold the British records and I'm British champion for uh, the powerlifting federation in the under 75 kilo 18 to 19 class next year i'm looking towards the european and world records for the amateurs and then hopefully in the next two years maybe go on to a higher level of powerlifting um, maybe traveling about a little bit here and there booking some time off concentrating on myself but that's not until the future but no at the moment i'm training up for the worlds next year and the goal is to to win bring it back to fivo and uh, share it with the with the whole gang and so uh, Ryan is a 75 kg lifter uh, in my uh, competitive powerlifting career. I competed at 82, uh, which effectively is a stone heavier. So in terms of your current lifts, uh, to give people an idea, like weight ratio. So in 75 kg class, current lifts on squat, bench and deadlift. So squat currently is 185. Um, kilo bench is currently 140 kilo and deadlift is currently 500 pounds which is 227.5 kilo it's absolutely phenomenal guys like just again you know personal professional just take a moment to appreciate that you know this is an 18 19 year old competing uh pretty much as a beginner in powerlifting um huge future ahead and i can tell you now sat here uh, with Ryan and son with his physique whether he chooses to do powerlifting bodybuilding I always personally think like classic bodybuilding would look good for you classic physique um, whatever he chooses to do he really can do it because he's not only has he got you know a lot of uh, natural things in place in terms of his genetics and his work commitment and effort but he's also got the mindset as well and I think again that should be like testament to to ryan and for anyone who's like listening to this uh anything is possible right you know 100%. anything um so yeah competitively powerlifting um is pretty much the road you're going down for now any aspirations to do anything else sporting wise yeah 100 percent. i would love to um start up like dre said a minute ago start a bodybuilding that's the main one the future like I think that's going to take up most of my like early 20s and late 20s powerlifting for the first while just for as long as I can um, until something comes along and then after that um, bodybuilding from probably the age of 27 onwards I feel like that's probably when I can be in my peak when I've, I'll be training for a good 10 years at that point then and then I hopefully will have reached my natural ability and um, can view different avenues in the bodybuilding industry fantastic training and diet at the moment because there's lots of people and i don't cover i honestly don't cover this on my podcast and i'm a bit naughty and i should cover this and i was saying at the beginning that like under the fitness umbrella you know i'm still learning what i'm going to do with this podcast and where it's going to go i'm doing stuff on personal business development i'm doing stuff on my progressions my own personal development at the gym I do little bits on on training but I just want it to pretty much be open like for discussion to anything 
So let's get into, you know, let's choose some fat then. So what's your current training program and nutrition program like? And before you answer, the reason I ask is because there will be a ton of people listening to this that you either train or they're in your your tribe of people, they're in your circle. Um, and I don't know, like, two-part question, I'm, I'm getting a bit carried away now, Dre. Would you say, A, a lot of your clients don't know much about you because obviously when they come in, it's all about them and sometimes you don't necessarily talk about yourself. And B, go there, talk about yourself and tell us what you're doing with your training and nutrition. Yeah, so I believe that not a lot of my clients know necessarily about, especially nutrition, new training they might do because when some people decide to demo, get me to demo a squat, it might be a little bit on the painful side. So they understand that I do train quite hard but um, training is usually six to seven days a week, three, three to four hours a day. Um, this is normally in the mornings at about half five, six o'clock, and then I get my day done. Nutrition-wise, again, I wake up at around four, half past. Uh, I'll get in the classic, the oats, the eggs, move on through my day. I'll have another meal at about seven, normally something based with rice, like a meat-based with rice. I've got a big, big shout out to Connor, who uh, brings me in the old venison. So I've got the venison fillets, the steaks. The Connor sausages. is a GB shooter who's a member of our gym guys, just, just for you to know, who uh, he's got, he does lots of shooting around Andover, Hampshire and brings us all in meat. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, Absolute baller. So he hits me up with a lot of that sort of stuff. So that'll normally be venison and rice. I'll then get on later, have um, some chicken, some pasta, uh, throughout the day I'll have um, two or three different protein shakes um, and then I'll eat again so now we're sort of getting into the early evening like I'll have a client say quarter past four finish him at um, just gone quarter past five maybe have five ten minutes spare quickly grab another meal again based with pasta or, or rice or something it's easy it's microwavable it's cheap it's so quick to do and then we'll um, get into the evening I get home for around about half past nine ten o'clock I'll eat again um, see what I can get. Normally, again, it's going to be based on a meat, uh, veggies. Um, I try and get all my fruits in the morning as well. A few more fats in the morning, give me a bit more energy. Carbs are huge in there, um, and proteins just consumed throughout the day. Calorie wise, basically, it sounds like you're high fat, high protein, high carbohydrate, <laughs> <laughs> and high caffeinated, <laughs> and highly caffeinated. Yeah, I, I'd be honest with you guys. Like, yeah, that. That's fantastic. I, I'm interested. What's your calories? What's your daily calories? Calories at 4,000 at the moment. 4,000. And I'm assuming you are regulating that through the use of MyFitnessPal. MyFitnessPal all the way, yeah. And, and one thing I'd say about Ryan, guys, is if his calories are set at 4,000 a day, he won't have 399. He won't have 4,001. I would guarantee he's hitting 4,000 accurately because this is a guy that does everything by the book to the T. And uh, if you were sat here... Um, with me looking at his physique he's got a very mature physique um, for somebody so young uh, so again like credit to you buddy I, you know I'll take my hat off to you for that Thank you. Um, so that's your powerlifting covered your diet nutrition covered um, something close from the touch on that you said um, again this is why these podcasts are so good they're so raw and like truthful but it's like it sounds a shocking thing to say but it's actually a real life thing a client asks you or not ask you but you demo a squat or a movement or something and you're in so much pain from your own training <laughs> it sounds terrible um 
yeah you know, we are professionals guys but you've got to be human with it as well and i've been there on that you know it's, it's not great you're taking a client for a leg day and you've got a demo some walking lunges or whatever it may be and uh, you're trying to explain to them that form and technique is absolute essential and key and then your own thinking (laughs) and then it comes to you who's the trainer the authoritative figure the the person who's leading the way and you're struggling to even demo a single (laughs) lunge or you go down and you can't get back up um but again that's all part of what this is about and just something i want to like touch on with all of that you know there's no right or wrong with this podcast we sat down we said we'd just flow it off the top uh like i do with most of these but like again just let me touch on the point guys if you're aspiring personal trainer you know take a moment to just break this down i'm talking to ryan now who talks very maturely for such a young guy who's made a success of his personal training and I wouldn't say we necessarily set out to fast track you. You know, I wouldn't say that, but we we've got what we've got because of his own ability. He wants to work. He's happy to get up early. He's happy to stay late. He understands what it takes to be a success. He understands that if he wants to earn X amount, he needs to put X amount of work in. You know, there are times in the day, as we've kind of touched on, where you've got a lot of downtime. You have to be self-motivated, make time for admin, make time um, to program for yourself. You know, make time, which Ryan's fantastic at, by the way, to research stuff for clients and to do the extra dog work. And the things that lots of people in and outside the industry don't always think about. It's not just coffee and in stringer vests, you know, driving nice cars wearing nice watches like it there's so much more depth to it than that and it's on my development courses and the the days and the talks and speeches I give I always say all of that sort of material stuff and that lifestyle stuff should come secondary because if you do a good job that stuff will come anyway but first and foremost it's all about inputting into your client and I was with Ryan and Joe before we done this podcast snippet and I've gone into the gym and I said, you know, we we record the podcast after my client. But first and foremost, you know, I get myself up for my client. I make sure that when they come in, they're invested in in every single minute they're there. It's visual. Their sessions are on the board. You know, I want to input in them. um, And I know what the rewards are if I do a good job. And ultimately, that's what Ryan's done. And ultimately, that's what it's all about, guys. You know, there's guys out there in the industry, lots of people that don't know too much about it might have negative views of the industry. Lots of people that currently work in the industry, it's difficult for them to go full time. It's difficult for them to go freelance. Lots of people hide under the uh, commercial gyms and, and they look for desk hours and they look to cover classes and they have to do a lot of travel. You know, Ryan hasn't done any of that, but then equally to that, he's not been afraid to put in the work that's required from him. He's been uh, adaptive and he's been flexible along the way. Uh, And, you know, hopefully he's learned a lot from me and a lot from the gym, but that's why he's in the position he's in, not through luck, you know, not because he's had it given to him, because he's understand, he's made an understanding of what it takes and he's been willing to go there so mate like props to you thank you um on that one uh anything else to add 
Anything you want to add to this podcast? No, just a big thank you to Fever itself, really, for giving me a good opportunity at the beginning and giving me a, a chance when you've been uh, disappointed a couple of times. I think it's it's nice to be given that chance, especially when, um, you know, you've had a couple of people in before, maybe they haven't done the job correctly. I mean, you didn't have to take me on. So, no, just big props to Fever, especially to yourself, Andre. So, no, thank you very much. Okay, so a couple of little checkout things then. So future plans as a question. What's your future plans? So future plans will be hopefully future with this within this year, setting up a website, uh, getting my program up and ready to go, um, and then just maintaining my client base and seeing what else Fivo has in store for me, myself, Joe, and the rest of the team, see if there's anything new coming to the board. Nice. Who are you following right now online and why? Oh, obviously Andre Diona and Fever. <laughs> no, so at the moment, one uh, a big one would be um, a huge one that I really, really, really enjoy watching would be someone like Christian Guzman. He's a classic. Oh, there's a the train again. No, yeah. he's a huge classic. Um, he's really good with his business. I think he's done really well for himself. He's smart. He's got his head switched on. He does his physique competing. He does his diet. And I think he's a fantastic guy to go and watch. Gives me some inspiration. Okay, nice. Um, what would you rather fight? One giant elephant-sized damn pits or a hundred duck-sized damn pitses? hundred duck-sized. Sounds more interesting. Oh, really? Okay, no, fair one. Um, what's your preference drink through Ooh. the... Because uh, obviously we're coffees and teas and... At this time of year, ice drinks in the in the day, ice coolers, they feature a lot at the gym. What's your you're a coffee man, you're a tea man? Oh I'd definitely gonna have to go coffee. Like I can't beat a vanilla latte at the moment. I'm really enjoying them. Or just plain black coffee. Nice. And uh, I've asked this one a couple of times before on the podcast. Halloween time. What would you go for? Trick or treat? Treat all the way. What's your favourite treat? Or, uh, ice cream <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice um, guys thanks for uh, tuning in as always thanks for listening uh, we had a little cut out uh, halfway through there I think it's under an hour episode uh, just huge thanks to Ryan uh, for coming along doing this again you know i'll have plans to get ryan back on and we can probably we'll probably look back on this podcast and laugh yeah um, <laughs> two, two cowboys just <laughs> just going out but um i i think what i want to achieve from this today guys and uh, you know i keep sort of touching on it but yeah it's just fantastic what ryan's achieved and it, this is this is so just integral it's so open and honest and like this guy really has come in and and it it makes me proud um i've got big plans uh to work with ryan and to do some more development stuff in the future uh but for now i'm happy with that and uh we will be back very soon for another episode the fitness umbrella